Uh, as Debbie said, today is Pentecost Sunday in the church calendar, and that is a day when we remember when the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples, and they really experienced it in a new and a really powerful way, which ultimately changed their lives and the future of the Christian church. It's essentially why we sit here today. The church was really birthed out of, of that day, out of the Holy Spirit's movement. And today I'm going to be speaking from 1 Corinthians 12 uh, to wrap up our One Body, Many Parts series but also going to speak a little bit from Acts 2, which is the passage that teaches about what happened on that special Pentecost. And we're going to focus on how the Holy Spirit is almost like the blood that runs through the veins of this body that we've been focusing on over the last few weeks. Um, I just really wanted to say that this series has just brought me so much joy. And I think some of the feedback that we've been getting, I, I feel a lot of people have felt the same way. Myself, Rob and Scott met for a day back in April to talk and pray about what we felt God was putting on our hearts to teach this term. And it was very much a continuation of learning about church as family. And we felt that this was maybe a time for the family to get to know each other a little better. Um, and we were very much led to 1 Corinthians and one body, many parts, and the, the Ephesians 4 verses. I think because unity and diversity are such key values to us as a community. But for those two values to really flourish, it takes real commitment to each other and it takes a deeper understanding of each other. So we had the idea then, to the inspiration to have some of our staff come and share their stories, share their hearts based on these scriptures. And I think it's just been so wonderful to hear from Bev and Scott and Sherry and Joe over the last four weeks. Didn't they do a great job? I think we should give them a round of applause. I think they did a great job. Um, I think all of them should be really commended for stepping out of their comfort zones. That is to say, apart from Scott. We hear from Scott all the time, regular, regularly and so eloquently. Um, but I really loved hearing all of their hearts for their ministries and just to see them delve into the words, to relate it to their journey and their ministry and to bring a really fresh revelation to us as a body. It's been a real blessing. It's been so encouraging to hear from them and to consider the different parts of our church family that God is growing. He's really growing us and he's using us for the kingdom on earth. And I just find that so exciting. Um, Verse 12 in 1 Corinthians 12 says, The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. Through Christ, we are made one. We are all different parts, but we are made one. And I think these words were really personified for us through the different voices and ages and abilities and genders that we've seen and heard from over the last few weeks. But verse 13 goes on to say, for we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Greek or Jew, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. One spirit for all. 
whether Greek, Jew, slave, or free. So there is no cultural, religious, or social divide um, affects the Holy Spirit. It's for everybody who accepts Jesus as their savior. He is our commonality, our unity, our leveler. And the day of Pentecost, as described in Acts 2, uh, 1 to 13, it's kind of the first time in the New Testament that we read of people being filled or baptized in the Holy Spirit. Myself and Rob are having this conversation about the language around that during the week. So filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I think to give a little bit of context at this point is probably helpful. Um, Pentecost was one of three big feasts in the Jewish calendar that all male Jews who lived within 20 miles of Jerusalem, they were obliged to come to Jerusalem to attend this feast. The other feasts were Passover and the Feast of Tabernacles. And the word Pentecost actually means the 50th or the Feast of Weeks. It was essentially the 50th day after Passover and it had two main significances. Firstly, it commemorated the giving of the law to Moses on Mount Sinai. And secondly, it kind of had this agricultural slant. It was a time to thank God for the harvest. And two loaves of bread would be offered up to God in the temple as a, as a symbol of gratitude and almost an offering of first fruits. So that's what the actual um, feast of Pentecost was. It was also a holiday for all. There was to be no servile work on the day of Pentecost. So it was a really, really busy time in Jerusalem. Many people out on the streets and many people from so many different parts, from all these, these guys, <laughs> no women, but all the guys who'd come from different parts. So just to read a bit of Acts, I think, would be really important at this time, just to read the few verses to get a picture of that day. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? And some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. And I think it's important to note as well that the Holy Spirit didn't come into existence on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit as part of the Trinity is is eternal along with the Father and the Son. It's always existed. It's described as hovering over the waters in Genesis. The Holy Spirit spoke to David and through the prophet Isaiah. The term, I will be with you, throughout the Bible, describes the Holy Spirit at work. I really love that term, I will be with you. It just, it's so comforting. We see it in Exodus. Uh, when God says to Moses, he says, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. God spoke to Joshua. He said, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Also in the book of Judges, Gideon also hears the Holy Spirit 
The Lord answered him, it says, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites. And then Jesus himself, as part of the Great Commission in Matthew, he says to his disciples and therefore also to us as we are his disciples, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Yeah, as I said, I just find it hugely comforting and empowering that that we are all connected and covered by that one spirit, that spirit that spoke to Moses and Gideon and Joshua. This is the spirit that Jesus promises and promises through this spirit to be with us always. The spirit of God has revealed truth in every age. But on this day of Pentecost, the people had an experience of the power of the Holy Spirit that had never really been seen before. And it was a real new equipping for the future of the Christian church, for the body of believers, of which we are a part of. This was the promised helper that Jesus had told his disciples would come. And this helper would teach them all truth, and he would remind them of everything that Jesus had said, and he would clothe them in power. He would clothe them in power. How often do we think about that? That we are clothed in power by the presence of God. That same spirit, it dwells in each of us here today who believes in Jesus. But I wonder if all of us are actually aware of that. Are we aware of the presence of God in our lives and of the power and of the gifts that are available to us through his presence. It took me many years, I think, after becoming a Christian to recognize and engage with the Holy Spirit. Um, I used to think I was just a very emotional person, especially during worship. I've always been a kind of a weepy worshiper. <laughs> You'll see me sometimes at the front wiping my face without tissues regularly. Um, until somebody said to me at one stage, they came up to me in church um, and said, you know, you seem very moved during the worship. What was God saying to you? And I thought, oh, okay, so that's what's going on there. You know, that's God trying to, you know, show me that he's saying something for me or for someone else. And that's the Spirit's prompting to my heart. So now, I guess, in, in those moments, I've, I've learned to become present and I've learned to follow his lead and to listen in those moments where I feel moved um, in not only worship but in other ways of seeing things on the street or just when you know that the Spirit is trying to say something, to really be aware of that. And I guess yeah, it grew into other, other areas of my life where I have tried to recognize him at work. It doesn't always make me cry, thankfully. And that's just one personal example. But recognizing the spirit at work and following his leading, it, it takes surrender. It can feel a bit silly at times. Uh, but it sometimes takes courage for us to do that. Um, 
And Bill Johnson speaks to this a little bit in his book, When Heaven Invades Earth. Sorry, I just remembered to put my glasses on. He speaks to this kind of surrender and, and needing to have courage sometimes. History provides us with a lesson from a great military leader. Alexander the Great led his armies in victory after victory, and his desire for ever greater conquest finally brought him to the foot of the Himalayas. He wanted to go beyond these intimidating mountains, yet no one knew what was on the other side. Senior officers were troubled by his new vision. Why? They had gone to the edge of their map. There was no map for the new territory that Alexander wanted to possess. These officers had a decision to make. Would they be willing to follow their leader off the map? Or would they be content to live within its boundaries? They chose to follow Alexander. Following the leading of the Holy Spirit can present us with the same dilemma. While he never contradicts his word, he is very comfortable contradicting our understanding of it. Those who feel safe because of their intellectual grasp of scriptures enjoy sometimes a false sense of security. None of us has a full grasp of scripture, but we all, we all have the Holy Spirit. He is our common denominator who will always lead us into truth. But to follow him, we must be willing to follow off the map, to go beyond what we know. To do so successfully, we must recognize his presence above all. And that concept, I think, of going off the map, for some, that concept is very exhilarating, <laughs> and for some, it's slightly terrifying. And what I think the bottom line in that is trust. If we trust the Spirit, we will endeavor to follow and we will be excited about following, whether we're exhilarated by it or whether it scares the pants off us. But what really struck me in that quote in relation to our theme of one body and many parts and the Spirit is that the Spirit is our common denominator. It's what binds us in all of this. Verses 4 and 5 of 1 Corinthians 12 says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. There is such freedom given to us as the body of Christ through the Spirit. We can all be different in our giftings, in what we do, in how we serve, but we are all empowered by this same Spirit, diverse yet unified by the Holy Spirit. We all operate out of the same truth, and all of our spiritual gifts complement each other and build each other up. As Joe spoke so much about last week, we don't need to compare each other. We complement each other. And the Spirit helps us do that. 
Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Each member of this church, each one of you, has a gift to use to bless others in this community and beyond this community. There's so many needs in this body of people, in the people sitting next to you this morning. Those who are lonely, those who are sad or tired, disillusioned, full of doubt maybe, maybe ill health. And they need those of us in the body with gifts of faith and wisdom and knowledge and prophecy and healing to speak into their lives, into our lives. We need each other. There are many practical needs that can be filled by those with the gifts of teaching and helping others and administration. And to quote Bill again, <laughs> I've heard him say in some of his talks, he says, the spirit is in me for my sake, but it's upon me for yours. The spirit is in me for my sake, but the spirit is upon me for your sake. Now, I understand that as the indwelling of the Holy Spirit within me comforts me, it guides me, it convicts me, it teaches me. But when the Spirit is upon me, I get to actively use what that Spirit has put within me for the good of the world and the kingdom of God. And that's what we're meant to use it for. That is the power that we are clothed with, His presence. And as we've sung this morning, we want to know more of his presence. We want to know more of his goodness. And its purpose is to make us more like Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit's purpose is for. It's to make us more like Jesus in all we think, all we say, and all we do. And it's for the common good. If we, as a body of people were to live engaged with and obedient to the presence of God in our lives every minute of every day, our families, our neighborhoods, our workplaces would be transformed into places where the kingdom breaks out every day. And some of you may be thinking, yeah, okay, but how do I do that? How do I meet with that presence? There's many different ways, but I think it starts with intention. Intentionally engaging with his presence. Asking the Holy Spirit to come throughout your day. Through prayer, worship, quiet reflection, gratitude. When you're outside in creation, ask the Spirit to lead you. How you engage is very personal, but the key is the intention and as you practice it you learn to recognize it you learn to see him at work and yes with a filling of the spirit can come a physical manifestation you could feel like crying you could laugh out loud you could feel a deep joy or a deep sadness as your heart engages with his that's all that that is We have learned so much about being one body of many parts over the last few weeks, but it is essential to this body's well-being that we understand the spirit is the blood in its veins. 
It is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that keeps this body alive, healthy, and moving. So just to reflect as we finish, as we finish out this series and finish out today, if the band maybe want to begin to come back up. I just have a few questions to ponder. Considering all we've heard over the last four weeks, four or five weeks, do you have a fresh awareness of the unity and of the diversity amongst us? And can you picture this community of one body, many parts? And as you picture that body with many parts, do you know your own part here amongst this body of people? Do you know your own part? And do you know as part of that part that you are welcomed and you are known and you belong here and it's out of that that you find where you fit in the body? Are you aware of your spiritual gifts? Are you aware of the presence of God in your life? If you're not, what can you do this week to, to push in there a little bit? How can you be intentional about trying to recognize the Holy Spirit throughout your day? Are you ready to go off the map with him? Are you on the exhilarated side or the terrified side? great myself and Robert totally the opposites in that so <laughs> are you ready to go off the map with him and some of what I've said today might be very new or some of it might be just helpful even to talk to somebody further about today maybe you'd like somebody to pray with you for a filling of the spirit like we've heard about on Pentecost Sunday um, we can do that any Sunday, but because we're celebrating Pentecost today, because we are being reminded of the Spirit coming, I would very much encourage you to come up for prayer after the service today. But I'd love to just pray for us now as we go back into worship, as we stand and we sing a song that talks about building life with Jesus and life together and opening our eyes to the wonder of the world around us. So guys, if you'd like to stand, and I'd just like to pray over us as we go into our last song.